0: Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka the Beard Guy here, and welcome to another lunch with Norm, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a really cool problem: the Amazon time suck. Yes, how to fix time drains and other common answer, uh, Amazon seller problems. What are some of the biggest time sucks or time drains for sellers? What are tasks that should uh, should be Outsource for sellers as soon as possible. And when you know you have to uh, get some time to outsource, you know, when you're working 25 hours a day instead of 24, uh, you know what that feels like as an entrepreneur. Anyways, welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the Amazon FBA podcast. Lunch with Norm. It feels so good to be back live as of yesterday. I got back home and the internet was out. The internet was out, so I don't know if you know what it's like if you've been when your internet is completely cut out for no reason. We couldn't get an answer, so I didn't even know if we'd be live today. But we got up early and everything seems to be okay. I just hope it holds out. If not, Kelsey's going to take it over. He's going to be the host today. But like I said, we're going to be talking about time sucks and how to fix these time drains and other common Amazon seller problems. Our guest today's first time guest. He started his online journey in 2014. Uh, He's been building an e-commerce business on Amazon, Shopify, e-commerce. And the last three years, he's been bootstrapping his own online income streams. He's currently holds a position as the uh, business development lead over at Seller Candy. And he's got an incredible YouTube channel called Ben Smith Side Hustles. Well, guess his name. We're going to be welcoming Ben Smith from Seller Candy in just a couple of moments. But first, a word from our sponsor. If you're selling on Amazon in 2022, you know how important it is to stand out from your competition. Let Honu Worldwide lend a helping hand with your product innovation to outcompete your competition online. That's right, sit back, relax, and enjoy the success of your newly innovated product while Honu handles all the work. Visit HonuWorldwide.com for more information. That's Honu, H O N U, worldwide.com or email savings at HonuWorldwide.com dot com okay where is the boy
1: hello hello wow it feels so strange to be back at these live episodes it's, back in the studio july was crazy
0: you know july was just a crazy month now uh, next month it'll be good because uh i'm gonna be at the bdss uh that's the only thing i think that's happening in in august And uh, we're going to be able to go live even at BDSS. So, anyways, that's going to be good. We'll be able to not have to worry about
1: pre uh, pre records. Speaking of BDSS, we are actually uh, doing something special today. So, if you are part of the Lunch with Norm Facebook group, you know that we are giving away a VIP BDSS ticket for that event. And uh, if you are interested, we're going to be announcing the winner today. We already have about like a ton of entries we're going to be announcing the winner but if you want to sign up there's still i would say 55 minutes left until uh we announce the winner so go ahead i'm going to be dropping the link here um just shortly but fill it out it's also in this the descriptions of the uh of the episodes too so if you check out the youtube description or the facebook so
0: it, one of the things we should mention too Kels, is that um so kevin he's giving away or he's got a sponsorship that's going to be um, providing the funds for this. Anyways, it's a VIP, no strings attached. The only thing that you have to do, the tickets were 6,500 bucks. You need to get your own hotel room. You can stay the, it's be the events at the Fairmont. uh, But if, uh, if you want, there's all sorts of other hotels in um, in Austin It's going to be, they've got an all-star lineup of speakers. I'm going to be listening this year. I spoke uh, twice at BDSS, but um, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy. Uh, So don't put your name in if you can't make it, okay? Uh, We're just going to be wasting a $6,500 ticket. So if you can get there, we'd love to have you. It'll be great. And um, you're going to pick up a ton of knowledge anyways anything else we got to talk about
1: all right just uh smash those like buttons give us a thumbs up uh also don't forget to join our lunch with norm uh facebook group that's lunch with norm amazon fba and e-commerce collective that's where all the fun stuff happens we've got some great conversations happening there uh in there right now um that i think uh everyone can uh learn from and uh, if you're watching from YouTube, make sure you subscribe uh, to the channel down below and ring those bells, and uh, I think that's it. Oh, uh, one last thing, one okay. one last thing. We are having a special webinar um, next month, or this month, uh, August 18th. Um, we're gonna be talking a bit more about it and doing the big push next week, um, explaining everything, but um, we have the form right now. We're gonna toss it in there. It's uh, how to sell uh, $50,000 to $250,000 in pre-sales um, before you spend $1 in, on on inventory. Um, so if you're interested in that, we're going to be posting that link as well. But that's it. Now we're good to go. We can get started. All
0: right. So I see Cool Hand. I see Victor. Hey, Victor. You've got a comment there. I can barely read it. What's it
1: say? Uh, it says get a 5G cellular cellular modem for your network as backup. T-Mobile's is fifty dollars USD uh, per month, all fees included. I'll have to check that out. I I, I wonder if they have something like that up here in Canada.
0: Uh, especially, you know what sucks is that I live in this town that's supposed to be the new tech hub. Is going to be developed into the new tech hub in Canada. It will be.
1: No, it's not yet. Yeah, it's not yet.
0: <laughs> And I get one bar. And most of the time, if I'm on a cell network and I'm trying to talk, I get cut off. Like It's crazy. One one bar. And Kelsey, you know how it's what it's like trying to talk on our, our cell network down here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. Right, it sucks. But um, anyways, hey, Victor, it's nice to see you again. And Nathan, how's it going? All right. If you have any questions today, too. Please pop them in. We're going to be talking a lot about Amazon seller support and a few tips, a few tricks. Uh, and also just uh, we're going to go down a bunch of different rabbit holes uh, with a uh, seller candy. So anyways, sit back. Oh, I see. Uh, Christine just popped on. Good Benny. morning, Christine. Did did you end up sending another 20 bucks over to Kelsey because uh, you've been winning so much? I'm I'm expecting that you'll win today, too. Which there is a, on top of the $6,500 giveaway, there is another giveaway from uh, Seller Candy. But at the end of the day, if you have any questions or comments, throw them in the comment section, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the episode. Welcome, Ben.
2: Hey, Norm, how are you?
0: Good, good. How's it going?
2: Great! I was just going to say, listening to the intro there, I can totally empathize with the internet issues. We just had that happen at our house maybe two weeks ago, and it was a very scary experience. <laughs> just kind of sad to say, but the internet these days, you know, it's uh, crucial to have. So anyway, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I really appreciate you having me on the show.
0: Hey, no, no problem at all. I love having you. We like. I was in Australia, and this is just last week. And Seller Candy, I was telling you just before the podcast, your name came up. Five to ten times, and it was kind of interesting because I like I've known of you guys. I know John. I you know it is great group, and I had some misconceptions about what Seller Candy was all about. So we'll talk a little bit about that too a little bit later on. But I just thought you were a customer service company, and not that that's it, but that's what you did. But uh, anyways, we'll get into it a bit later on. I love this topic today, so let's get into the customer service side of it and why it's so important. So do you want to just, you know, let's start by dabbing our toe there. Um, Let's talk about Amazon customer service and why it's so frustrating.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I can't say it's a fun topic. Always. There's uh, I I can't tell you the number of people I talk to, whether they're sellers or agency owners on a day-to-day basis with just this incredible frustration, um, Hours and hours. And I'm guessing pretty much anyone that's been selling for more than a month that's listening to this podcast or YouTube or whatever it is, they're gonna they're gonna understand where we're coming from, right? The right. amount of time that goes into talking to seller support, whether it's you know opening tickets or chats or getting on the phone with them, um, it's it's a nightmare. And you, I just talked to a seller yesterday who they've just been on the sell, uh, Amazon space, you know, selling for maybe the last two or three months, and. They expected because they've only had the customer experience before, which is amazing. They expected, Oh, it's going to be great for sellers when I get in there, I have a problem. They're going to quickly fix it, but we learned pretty quick. That's not always the case. Um, So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's really a black box. Once you have an issue or something that you need to reach out, you open that ticket and you know, I saw a meme the other day that explained it perfectly. You ask for, you have an apple, you ask for an orange, they come back to you and say, Hey, here's a banana you get these reps a lot of times that just do not understand really what they're dealing with or how to help you. And I think that's kind of the problem that I've been seeing a lot more as we talk to more and more sellers, but I know you're a seller. So I was curious what your experience has been, you know, over the year long history with selling on Amazon.
0: Well, you know what, first, you know, what really ticks me off,
2: right?
0: It It's more than a pet peeve. It, it It's Amazon is not held accountable for anything. So if they give you the wrong information and they get your account suspended, they get your account suspended or they give you the wrong information that causes problems, it's, oh, well, sorry. And I've been affected by this. I've been affected for months. I've been affected for years by this exact, not the first person you talk to, not the 10th person you talk to. Every single one has a different answer. And I'll give you a good example. So I started out, and I was uh, I, I was talking about a completely different situation. And so the customer service person went on and looked at the listing and said, "Oh, I've noticed that this is set up wrong. Like as the 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 flat file would have been set up wrong. Um, you're in you're in the soap. Um, uh, you, you're selling soap." it says scent and quantity packs. Okay. So I had pick your scent, pick your quantity one, three or five pack. And uh, they said, well, you're, you you should not be using that. You should be using a color. And I said, a color I'm selling soap. And they said, yeah, but if you take a look, the style or the uh, flat file template should, you're not allowed to use that. And I went, Okay, so I switched it over to the file that or the template that they said. I uploaded it, and within a month, my the, the soap was selling like hotcakes. It was very, very popular. All of a sudden, it was gone. It was it was gone. And so I call back, and then they say, "Oh, they came back with, oh, you should try this template." And I broke it up into cents. So they thought there was too many cents. They didn't tell me that it was it was wrong, you know. They 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 couldn't give me an answer. And right now, I went from a, a ton of money down to minimal amounts of sales, and some were still available while most of them were suspended. It, it was ridiculous. And then when I got it back, they got they got me for pesticide. And because I'm in Canada, you didn't have to go and watch that stupid video. You had to you had to sit there. For about a year to get it cleared.
2: Yeah, that's it's a nightmare, and I think that you know what you said there too is as Amazon becomes bigger and bigger piece of the pie in terms of your your business, you can have these really serious things happen that severely out you know impact your your listing, your sales rank, and it's not just a short time; it can drag on for months and months. Even things that are as simple as hey, updating the brand name on my listing, or the brand name is not actually linked back to my brand. Things yeah. you would think are easy that you could go into the backend and actually just manually do it or do a flat file update or something like that that end up resulting in a seller support case that just drags on and on and on and i think that's you know in my experience too on the selling side uh that's really where the time drains start to stack up and you know if you're just getting started on amazon maybe you only have a handful of SKUs live maybe you haven't experienced that yet but as soon as some kind of issue crops up or you start kind of building out that catalog that's where I can see this kind of debilitating buildup of time drains and time sucks. And unfortunately, a lot of those are related to, you know, dealing with seller support. Um, So yeah, I think, uh, you know, the question I'm seeing here pop up on screen, but what are the biggest time sucks as a seller? Do you want me to go into it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's get into that. That was actually going to be my next question. And what we'll do is if you do see any questions up, we'll answer it towards the end and, Any listeners that are listening right now, if you've experienced any of these um, horror stories, I'd love to hear. Now, Victor, come on. You must have some horror stories out there. You've been selling a long time on Amazon, and I know a few others here that I can see uh, in the comment section. Let us know what your horror stories were and if they were resolved. And by the way, I just went through one earlier this year that took about six or seven months. And that all it was, was changing brand registry ownership, a brand ownership. It should have been easy. And we must've got the same form email, that a form letter that was coming back probably around 15 to 20 times. And I, I know I don't know if you know Nirava, um, he, he was helping us out with this too. And it was just horrible. Like all the information was there. Do you not read the emails? So why don't we just start there? Uh, let's talk about you, you know the, uh, the, the the different types of customer experiences that you're gonna have. What's well, too many to count? I agree, Victor. Yeah. Too many to count.
2: Yeah, you know it's um, it's one of those things. Like that, I spend now most of my day talking to to sellers and to agency owners and just literally listening listening to them vent. And so much of it just comes down to hey, we have this problem, we tried to fix it. Now it's resulted in multiple seller support cases. You know, and that can be everything from someone who's just dealing with updating a listing to the more severe instances where maybe an account's been shut down, there's a suspension, a listing's been fully shut down. And just the the weird responses that they get. And you could open, you know, 10 different support tickets or get 10 different reps at Amazon, but because of the nature of the beast and how siloed out they are, you could get 10 different answers completely and to kind of the point you alluded to in, in a lot of these more serious events, Amazon's asking you to almost admit fault for something that you might not have actually done. And they're very vague about like, hey, we're suspending your listing, we're suspending your account. Uh, we're not going to tell you exactly why, but we're going to ask you to tell us what you did wrong, admit to it, and then submit an appeal telling us why you're not going to do it again, how you fixed it. And that's where you know it just becomes this nightmare where your, your cash is tied up, your, your business is crippled. And I think that's, you know, again, it's it's just frustrating because you wouldn't expect it, but Amazon is so siloed out with their agents. And, you know, a lot of times, too, talking to sellers, I get a lot of them that come to us and ask, you know, hey, do you guys have some sort of special contact in Amazon, something like that? Why is what you do better than what I could do or anything else? And normally the thing I tell them first off is, you know, you, there's a lot of people that will tell you in the space that they have some kind of special inside contacts. We all know people that do that. The reality is though that at the end of the day a lot of stuff still has to go through the proper channels most of the time that is seller support opening cases and really it's just the consistent follow-up with them in my experience until you get that one rep who's actually going to take ownership over the issue read your ticket and really actually give you the support you need unfortunately that can be on the first time which is very lucky or that can be after three months of following up daily on tickets and i think that's the frustrating piece when you're selling on Amazon, you have to go through this process, but it's not easy. Um, You know, it can be every once in a while, but
0: so I, why that, that why makes, is that? Yeah. Why, why do you get some reps that are on the ball, but nine out of 10?
2: Uh,
0: I mean, it, it's like in bizarro world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, from my understanding, first of all, we know Amazon's a massive beast. They have tons of support reps, Um, First of all, you know, knowing how to route different ticketing or support cases and knowing the correct team within Amazon, which I'm not always the expert on this, but knowing that, oh, I need to take this ticket and try to get to the catalog team, the captive team, whatever it may be, um, you know, having an understanding of how they they work in the back end is definitely going to be important. But what I normally see is the common thing I've heard from. You know some of our our reps that it works previously as seller support agents um, from other people in the space is that Amazon really tries to silo their agents out and push them through a workflow that ends up with them having an option to send if they can't you you know use their internal troubleshooting methods to send out some kind of canned response and that's what we get into where we kind of call it that copy paste hell yeah which is you get the same canned response or maybe a different canned response but that in some cases has nothing to do with your original request for help um, and that's really where it comes comes back to, you know, for sellers that have not gone through the ringer, who have not experienced this enough times, they might take that original canned response that has nothing to do with what they're asking and think that maybe that's the route that they need to do. Like, let's say a customer support rep comes back to you and tells you, you need to do, um, you know, so change the category of your listing. And that could be absolutely 100% wrong. However, if you don't have that experience, that context to know that really you need to open several cases and kind of have an understanding of what is the true resolution, you know, it can be very challenging to successfully get that problem resolved, or you might end up doing something that further complicates the whole issue that you started with. Um, so I, I'm curious, Norm, with the SOAP situation, for example, what did end up being the resolution? Did you figure that out through working through the support channels or did you end up having a no, kind
0: it, of- it never was. Uh, that's one of these that was too much of a pain in the butt to be uh, be resolved, and every time I brought it back, uh, there'd be something else. There'd be something else. There'd be something else, and uh, I just took it off of Amazon. Yeah. So that's and I was just looking. Uh, Victor was saying a couple of things that Kelsey had put up there. I mean, we were smart enough to not be a one-legged stool. We got to the point where we got so frustrated. I do sell other things on Amazon and things are successful on Amazon, but there's certain things that start. What really screwed me up was before calling customer support, it was doing okay, but it was almost, okay, now I did what they said and now I'm getting screwed over. Right. Um, so I should have just left the original stupid question that had nothing to do with flat files um, by itself. Anyways, I'm not saying that that's going to happen to everybody. I've, like I said, I've got plenty of things that are selling on Amazon that I'm, I always get the once in a while, you know, I got to call the the reps and, and, you know, fix it. But most of the time it's okay, but you cannot just depend on Amazon and thinking, okay, this is where all my bread and butter is. Um, Especially if you're doing this as your livelihood, if you, if you put all your eggs in one basket and i'm looking at what and victor's saying some other things and kelsey i can't see what he's saying but um if you want to come in and just let us know but i saw the first comment
1: okay yeah let me uh just read them out for our uh audio listeners um so first thing uh it made me realize how dangerous it is to have concentration risk with the bulk of your income dependent on amazon absolutely Uh, incidents uh, like these were a major reason we diversify to other marketplace and sales channels. Uh, But however, uh, if it's any consolation, other marketplaces support issues uh, suck too. (laughs) So they all suck.
0: But not Uh, as bad. Come on, Victor. Do you mean as
1: bad? (laughs) I want to throw it out to the other uh, beardos too listening. Um, What has your experience been? What have been those issues that have caused you the biggest headaches Uh, Let us know in the conversations and we'll uh, feature it on the episode today and read it out.
0: All right. Yeah. So when when we're looking at that, so Ben, what are some things like, I'd like to know your top five pain in the butt points, like for customer service that you've seen.
2: Top five pain in the butts. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, I think I think first off, you know the, the the sad overall arching comment here is that I sh- it's kind of sad that I'm actually very happy and impressed and shocked when I get that that issue that I open a support ticket with seller support and it's resolved the first go around. And that's not really how it should be, right? Especially when we're dealing with a company that has so much money, where you would think this infrastructure is better built out to serve the sellers who are you know keeping the the lights on in a certain um, regard and. You know, I think that that's the overarching thing here, right? And to Victor's point too, just if you are relying on Amazon and you only have a a very thin catalog, you know, that having one listing shut down really can destroy your entire business if you're just selling on Amazon. Uh, Now it's interesting to hear more of that the other platforms do suck, but Norm, to your point, I think kind of the number one thing that I see is just opening seller support cases and getting a canned response that has either nothing to do with what you're talking about. Um, or, you know, maybe it does, but it's not really helpful. And I, you know, I see that happen daily. I mean, that's probably the biggest pain point in talking to sellers of all different sizes is that you come in, open that seller support case and get a canned response that either has something to do or nothing at all related to your case. Um, you know, that that's where, the sellers that are maybe smaller and don't have that knowledge or that that experience, they may get frustrated. Try to go out, hire someone else. Sometimes I've even had the horror stories where people literally decide to shut down their entire business because they can't get something resolved.
0: I've seen that too,
2: and it's sad. You know, it's 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 really tough when you hear those stories. So, yeah, yeah you know, talk to
0: talk to Kevin King. He him and Steve Simonson had a a, a product, and it was a PPE product. But the algorithm, and they had a senior rep working with them. They were selling, I think he was on the podcast. He was saying they were selling $40,000 a day in this PPE. It was doing really well. They invested a lot of time and money and branding and everything. And it got shut down five times. And They finally just had to pull the plug. They lost a million dollars in the overall process. Oh, but um, anyway, uh That is a very rare case. And I want to state that. That, yeah, I'm talking and I might get a few people a little nervous here, but that's a very rare case. What I think you have to do in these cases is not give up. A lot of people, it's like, oh, God, I'm going to respond again. I'm going to respond again. But you don't want to give up. And I think it's very important to understand what or how you have to respond to these things. What is... You check your ego at the door. I think that's the first thing. You kind of apologize and you put together that plan of action. And do you want to get into that?
2: Yeah, we can take it there. I, um, you know, I just, I, I, I think what you're saying is really important, especially for those sellers who maybe are a little bit newer to the game. Is when I first started selling on Amazon, I remember I would get some of these these copy paste responses, and I would take that as, hey, this is okay. They're telling me this. This is what I'd have to do. The most important thing I think that we should impart is that you don't always need to take what they're saying. And in fact, probably shouldn't always take what they're saying as what you actually need to go and do or what the final result is. You can open, keep opening those cases till you get the result that you want. But I wanted to just kind of go back really quick and say that my my second biggest and probably in thinking about it, my greatest frustration is when I get on a phone call with seller support and I get ping ponged between one agent here who tells me, oh, I can't solve this. I need to transfer you over to this other team. And that person then gets on and they transfer me right back. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten to that level where we get on phone support. And it's just this back and forth, in some cases for two, three hours. I've even had my phone die multiple times on some of these calls. So anyway, sorry, I just wanted to loop back to that point because that's probably my biggest frustration for as a seller in the past.
0: Do you have a, a tip on how to... Bypass the first level customer service.
2: I mean, there are instances where you can ask for specific teams, yeah. um, and I think that's you know the the common ones that I hear people ask for are the captive team, the catalog team. Um, for whatever reason, we've seen that maybe the agents there have more access to better tools and so. And you probably talked to people, you know, through the, the podcast journey here that that have given you some some insight on that. But um, I think that's probably the the biggest thing without asking immediately for some kind of escalation. I was listening to one of your episodes though the other day, and there was, um, I think the, the guest had made a very good point that it's easy when you're on these calls to, to get frustrated, to take that, you know, maybe get a little angry or take that tone sometimes with the rep. But that is one thing that I would definitely also want to urge any of your listeners is just remember the person on the other line is in their way, trying to help and getting frustrated, even though you are frustrated is not gonna help expedite that solution. Certainly, you can ask for, in let's say, a manager or a supervisor or something. And in some cases, you will get someone else that maybe is their supervisor. Um, however, getting frustrated is never gonna be the answer for getting a faster result.
0: Yeah, one, the, what, oh, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, Norm. All right, one of the things that, that I tell people is that instead of screaming, in, instead of calling people idiots um, and just making them feel bad, like you said, they're they're trying, they're learning, they're just not up to snuff yet. Uh, just let them know you got to run. If they're, yeah. if they're frustrating you, just say, oh, the doorbell rang, I got to run, hang up, and you can call back. And you can do that. You can do it a few times, but don't scream, don't yell. It's not doing you a favor. Uh, you don't want to be that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, it definitely is not going to make that person's day either. So that's just one thing um, I think, as just a good business person, you should try to uh, try to keep in mind when you're dealing with Amazon.
2: And that's actually, that's a, a really good tip is if you get on the phone and you can immediately tell maybe the support rep you're dealing with doesn't have the knowledge or context to solve or get you to the person who can solve the issue, you can absolutely do exactly what you said. Hey, I've got to run, hang up yeah. and try it again. And you know, that that does offer a really good option for you. And I've, I've definitely done that several times. So that's a great tip.
0: Thanks. All right. So if you do have questions for Ben or myself about customer service, about working with Amazon reps, let us know. Ben's that's his life. He's on the phone with Amazon customer service. He knows how to handle it. So if you do have any questions, please throw it in the comments section. We'll get it to it shortly. Uh, like I said, we got two wheels of Kelsey today. Yanni, you should know by now, we have a mystery word. So uh, mystery word today, Kelsey, how about we just go hashtag uh, wheel of so Kelsey? Uh, I, have
1: the, I have the mystery word already up. So uh, let's use a uh, hashtag time suck before we Time get a That's a
0: good mystery word. Okay, very good. So did Yanni do that and I just called him out? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we do have that mystery word uh, now. Uh, we usually announce it at the mids midway point of the uh, call. And it's just so people who actually want or know what the uh, giveaway is going to be um, sends in their hashtag. So hashtag wheel of Kelsey, uh, hashtag. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) All right. Yanni. Sorry. Okay. So hashtag time suck. And you'll get entered into the wheel of Kelsey today. And today's prize is awesome. So, uh, John or John, you're not John. You're the other guy. You're Ben. Okay. Ben, Ben, why don't you, uh, let us know what that's going to be?
2: Yep. So today the giveaway that we're going to do, one of the things that Seller Candy offers for our clients is to do reimbursement related work for that inventory that maybe Amazon has lost or misplaced. And so what we're doing today is offering you the chance to win $500 of free reimbursements from Seller Candy, which is an awesome offer. Free money back into your business.
0: Okay. That's good. I like free money. So that's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, hashtag TimeSuck. If you want a, a second entry, just name two people or tag two people. Uh, one other thing, we've got a second Wheel of Kelsey today. And I don't know, Kelsey, what is the mystery word for that? So that what is, is just
1: a, it's a Google sheet. So I've posted the links. you guys there's about 30 minutes left to enter we've got over 20 entries already so um get it in quick uh don't miss out on this uh just fill out this google form it's very simple it's just your email name and phone number and you're all set so we're going to be spinning two wheels today so this is for the vip bdss ticket happening august 14th to 18th um yeah all you need to do is pay for your, your airfare and hotel and uh the rest is all yours
0: Yeah. And it's a $6,500 value. So I think that, uh, I mean, it's going to be a great prize. And anybody who's listening that's ever gone to any of uh, Kevin's events, either if it was with um, Helium 10, the Illuminati, uh, the events that he used to have, or the uh, uh, H10 uh, Elite events, he puts it on, right? Uh, There's lots of Uh, there's lots of um, networking that's going to be going on great food and also some fun things. So he mixes it all up. I love it. I think it's one of the top events of the year. Um, I try to attend and I don't get a freebie. Okay. I want you to know Kevin doesn't go, here's a free pass. I pay. So I actually pay to go to the event. There's only so many time slots or so many people that are allowed to go. It's 100 people, and um, unfortunately, maybe I can talk them into one of these days giving me a free pass. But right now, it's that doesn't happen. Like Ben, you can't get a free pass for I I mean, can't get every a free
2: pass. I'm get, shocked you can't though, Norm. I would nope. have expected at least Norm can get one.
0: No, no, no. Nope. <laughs> Anyways, you know what? It's awesome. I would attend it. Anytime it comes up, I attend his virtual ones. I attend his live events. The networking is unbelievable. It's high, high. Like I think the, I was wrong. I I, I said the, the average seller was 3 million. The average seller at his last event was $7 million in annual sales. So wow. being able to rub shoulders with people like that and get, you know, their take on things. I love, I know I'm talking about it a bit, you know, right now, but look, we got a free, $6500 ticket and it that's can only happen because of one of the sponsors that uh, helped out and said that they would give this away. So anyways, that's great. It's hashtag or it's not hashtag, it's the Google form that Kelsey's going to be putting up. We're also going to be doing that at the end of the show. Kelsey, put your finger on the button. I'm giving you plenty of, you know, time now because this is a this is the first time back in the studio. You can press the sponsorship thing. Just click it. A big thank you to our sponsor, Post Purchase Pro, the only complete A to Z done for you, real email and text marketing service built specifically for Amazon sellers. My friends, Sean Hart and Seth Stevens co-founded Post Purchase Pro after launching over a thousand successful private labeled products, growing 53 brands and get this exiting 17 businesses. Post-Purchase Pro creates all of your digital assets 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, email follow-up sequences, and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking, and receive more reviews on Amazon. So check out Post Purchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's Post Purchase Pro at postpurchasepro.com/slash lunch. All right, now let's get back to it. Let's talk a a bit about outsourcing, and you know we've we've got the which is the biggest pain in the butt is customer service with Amazon. But putting that aside, what are some other tasks that you think um, could easily be outsourced?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, really, there's there's just about no limit to what you can outsource in terms of your Amazon business. And of course, every business is going to be unique in how they want to go about that. What I noticed, though, is that there, and I'm sure you've gone through this, but there's kind of this inflection point where either you have a very conscious realization of, hey, my business is at that size where I really need to think about getting some of the stuff that I'm doing day to day off my plate. Then there's the other side of it where you're either too far in or you get one of those, I like to call them the Friday night emails where some serious event has happened and you just don't want to be the person that actually sits there and deals with it. And either one of those situations is a good time to consider outsourcing or immediately try to go find someone. That's where you start doing frantic Google search or maybe go and try to post a job in some way on like an Upwork, onlinejobs.ph, Fiverr even. Um, so, you know, you, I really see that the kind of turning point with most of the sellers that I talk to is once they're maybe around the 20, somewhere between the 20 and 30,000 a month in revenue is where they really start to consider getting some kind of either part-time or full-time person to outsource stuff to. Now, certainly there are people that will do that at, a, at an earlier stage. It just depends really on kind of how your business is structured and what you're looking to get out of it. But at the end of the day, you know, none of us started an Amazon business to, you know, let's say spend all these hours on the phone with seller support or opening these cases. And I think that's the biggest pain point or trigger where I see people saying, hey, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm going to hire someone to do it." Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of my take on it. And just from the conversations that I've had, but again, I think that sweet spot is really where you have, your kind of business show it, you know, it has a couple skews maybe, or one really successful skew. And you're starting to see some of these problems crop up that you just don't want to be putting in the hours, the manpower to deal with. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope that answered the question. I'm happy to kind of take it however however we want to from there though.
0: Yeah, well, definitely if you take a look and if, if you're a new seller, you just, let's say you, you just went through Freedom Ticket or one of the courses out there and you're just getting started probably one of the things, like you said at the beginning, one of the frustrations will be customer service if you if, if you need to get questions answered. In fact, a lot of the times it's probably better to go and join a mastermind of some sort. There's free ones, there's paid ones, uh, or look it up on the internet, but there's a lot of bad information out there too. But if you can join a really good mastermind, Put it in. Even uh, the lunch with Norm uh, FBA is it's a it's a free group. We've got so many experts in that group that if you post a question, you could get the answer, probably a better answer than uh, calling. Uh, gosh, this is going to throw liability <laughs> yeah. on me. But you know, other than calling Amazon, you know, there's a lot of people that have experience that'll um, that could answer the question for you. But what I try to do is if it gets to the point where, and I know people that are selling a million dollars a month. I I met one in Australia and they're doing everything themselves, everything. It's a couple, but I'm not in that group. I want to outsource every little thing that, you know, there possibly could be. Um, But the starting point for me was to make a task board. Mm -hmm. And the task board is made up of something very simple. It's 10, 100, and these are all just figures, 10, 100, 1000, $10,000. The $10 an hour job are just repetitive jobs that I can easily train somebody to do and get them off my back. When I start to do, like I work, uh, let's say a Saturday morning on this, very simple. What is your pain point? What is the thing that is killing you that you have to do or you don't want to do or is not your strength? And if it's in that task list under $10, those are something I'm going to get probably a general VA to help me out with, you know, or, or find somebody to do that for me. Yeah. Uh, anything to add to that?
2: Well, I think that's an incredible framework for looking at it, right? You know, a lot of, a lot of people, if you're, whether you're, let's say doing online arbitrage, you're in the kind of resale side, you know, you're, you're, the majority of what you're good at and where you want to focus your time is going to be on sourcing products. So all that other minutia that's going to crop up is normally something that's not going to be the best use case for your time. And I think the framework that you gave is an ideal way to look at it is find, you know, make, go make a list of those things that really you either hate doing or take time, or maybe are just the low value things, which going back to what we kind of started this conversation with a lot of that ends up coming back around to the customer service related pieces. And that's probably the stuff that you're going to want to get off your plate as soon as you can. Now, certainly there is, you know, I think in in my earlier days selling on Amazon, there is a lot of value in being the person that goes through that process of dealing with the nitty gritty. But you don't want to spend all of your time doing that. So as soon as you feel comfortable enough, you know, whether from a financial perspective or just um, you've grown big enough to where you can get that off your plate, that's where I'd say immediately go do it. Even if you feel like maybe you're a little bit too soon, I think it's better to lean towards going and building out or starting to build out your team and get some of that stuff off your plate. Because in my experience, talking to people, normally they wait too long and they get to a point where they're trying to make a mad scramble to outsource. Um, so I think that's an awesome framework for doing it, Norm.
0: Yeah. And, and probably the starting point anyways, for me, are, are the uh, just the messaging. You know, if you've got, uh, just take a look at your reviews, review your keywords. That's another one is that hey if you're using helium 10 go into keyword tracker make sure you're on point make sure that your your uh, products haven't dropped another really nice task to outsource is just somebody making notes for anything that you're changing so if you've changed anything in your listing at all any keywords or anything that you've changed um just Market, you, you could use uh, Helium 10's notes, or you can just open up a spreadsheet. I, I would have a tab for each ASIN and just put it in, date what you did, and um, see the results and just go in and monitor. If all of a sudden you start to tank, go back and re reverse it, but don't do everything at once, by the way, if you do that, uh, it's just, it's mayhem. So you don't know what, what ended up, why is it tanking? So that's just something very quick, uh, that, that you can do. And those are some of the things that I just don't want to, you know, bother with. I'd rather have somebody do for me. Um, any other things that you can add to that list?
2: Well, I think a lot of, a lot of the kind of starting points for outsourcing a lot of people you know, they, they get to this place where they want to start maybe throwing some money towards advertising. I see that as a very common place where people start going and looking for a freelancer who maybe can ha- handle their advertising or maybe a bigger size agency that can actually come in and do that. I think that's a very common place where people just don't want to go through the process of learning themselves, which is totally understandable. And maybe there's a different area they want to focus on. So I think that's a very common place that people start looking for someone to come in and help them. Um, The other ones I know me personally, when I was more involved in personally selling, you know, through Seller Central is inventory. I wanted to get some software or tool, but once you have a a pretty deep catalog dealing with your inventory management and then issues associated with that is really where I see a lot of headaches kind of crop up. And I personally hated doing that. So was one of the first things that I wanted to just get off my plate. And I think the the third one is just, um, I've seen become increasingly a bigger piece of the conversations that I'm having, but making updates to listings, um, whether that's something simple, like, you know, just well seemingly simple, like updating, you know, title or bullets, which we've seen that become a lot more challenging. A lot of times it's involving, you know, a flat file doing a full delete re-add in some cases, which can be terrifying if you're going through it your first time. Have you ever had that experience, Norm, where you're... Um, you've been told you need to do a full update and you're hovering over that delete button. Maybe you're hovering over uploading your flat file to delete a listing, but you just don't want to do it. Um, I've had
0: a listing deleted. Okay, (laughs) It wasn't a partial delete. It was a full delete.
2: (laughs) Yep. So it is terrifying, but um, you know, I think there's things like that. And then really there's just kind of the broad way of putting it, but anything that you really just don't want to deal with yourself or, you know, and especially with us, you know, a lot of the people listening to this that are business owners, they have so many fires spread out, so many things going on, so many things that are just mental drains. You don't need to let dealing with seller support be that issue for you. You can hire someone else that can deal with those issues. Um, And I just think that that's a really important kind of mental model and mindset shift. Um, So anyway, I think those are my things I wanted to add
0: yeah. And you know, I wanted to touch on that. So you've got the outsourcer, you've got the contractor you can hire, you've got the agency, or you can do it yourself. And there's yeah. all sorts of pros and cons with each one. And so with going out and doing a freelancer, we just went out and we decided we are going to hire a video editor. Kelsey just went through this process. Cool. I posted a job. Uh, we have a, a... <laughs> poor Kelsey, poor, poor, poor Kelsey. Anyways, I posted a job and it's kind of not the way I normally would hire somebody, but we went on, we went to a job board, we posted it. I said, Kelsey, be prepared. Uh, this isn't anything vetted. We didn't go through Multiply Me. We just put it out there because it was a smaller job. Well, what did you get? 300 applicants?
1: At least, yeah. Yeah. At least 300. And
0: one of the things that was just before I left um, at the beginning of the month. And so I I didn't do my normal uh, hiring where they'd have to put something in the subject, a different uh, font. It was just, here's the job. And then Kelsey, uh, I didn't have time to do any of this. Just you, you handle it from here. Anyways, it was hell.
2: Yeah, it was hell. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine.
0: It took a ton of time to do it. Uh, a lot of vetting. Um, and then we finally we did one. hire somebody. Yeah. We got a pretty well, good awesome. person. Congrats. Uh, yeah, and you but, do have
2: those experiences, right? Where you on the first try, you get someone, and you're like, "Whoo, this is amazing! This person is a game changer." But I think that is kind of the challenge, right? Is you start to get into this piece, where now you're having this thought, "Okay, I want to, I want to start building out my team, or I need to find that right person, whether they're in house or some kind of external party to assist me," and that's really a whole nother thing in and of itself, right? You're, there's a certain kind of gambling element, especially if you're going through it as a first time, you know, hiring process where you don't always end up with that perfect fit. Um, and, you know, that's not something to be afraid about. It's, it is a learning experience. Yeah. Uh, and you do get better, I think, over time. I mean, Norm, I'm sure you've hired quite a few people by this point. So you're probably an expert with it. Or maybe you have your own team built in there now. We've doesn't.
0: got a great hiring process. And I think we went through uh, it on one of the podcasts. But if anybody's interested, you know, uh, I think we've had a podcast on it. If not, we'll do one. But it's very detailed. But... That's one of the cons of trying to build up the team. And the other thing is, if you're getting to that point, uh, I wouldn't just go, I mean, I always like having a special, like a VA that I can train and that could be my right arm. And that's from the beginning. Um, And then you can expand out. But right now we will will get specialists. And that's a, a problem too. If you're doing it on your own and you've got to get specialists in every area, all of a sudden you've got all these people, doing a few hours rather, and then they get a job from somebody else that's a day rather than an hour. Um, yeah. it, it's hard to handle. Then you look over on the agency side and you put all the emphasis on them, it, as long as they're a good agency um, that can handle the work that can that already have the staff on hand. That's another way of looking at it. Or you can have it yourself and you can go to bed a half an hour before you wake up. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it is it's it is tough. They've all got pros, they've all got cons. Actually, that, that would make a really good podcast is just going through each and every one. Yeah. Um, but it is tough and you've got to decide as an Amazon seller, do you want to do that or an e-com seller, you know, or do you want to just hand it off? Either you do it, hire a contractor, Uh, and get them to be that right-hand person, but don't expect that one contractor that you hire that is going to be an expert in everything. It's never going to happen. There's not a person out there that exists that is an expert in everything. And sometimes you go into it thinking that way, and you don't manage that expectation very well. So you end up hiring many people. Uh, All right. So let's talk about the biggest mistakes sellers can make, and then we're going to get into answering the questions.
2: Yeah. Well, I think in terms of in terms of hiring um or outsourcing some part of your process, the the biggest one, first of all, is waiting too late. Waiting until you have that critical event come up and then scramble to get someone that can come in and fix it. That's where people are going to upwork or Fiverr and they're paying this, you know, person maybe overseas that claims they can get your suspension resolved within a matter of hours. That's probably the the moment where you should not panic and you really should have already built out someone or had someone kind of on standby on your team to help with those critical issues. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, the second biggest thing that I see is just not really going through doing your homework or going through the process in terms of actually vetting out the person that you you hire. And I don't blame any sellers um, that are going through this themselves because Amazon has so many nuances that they're, it's really unlikely you're going to find someone unless you're going to pay them an arm and a leg, or maybe they are an agency with multiple people on their team that's going to be able to help you with every aspect. Even experienced agency teams still get those things. And you know, even at SellerCating, we still get those things where for they have some nuance that just makes them weird or odd or tougher to solve than normal. And I think that's where I see a lot of people who maybe have hired this freelancer who they are specialized in a couple different areas, so they know how to handle maybe the general level issues or general level things you can outsource. But as soon as that one maybe tougher to solve issue crops up, that's where they, again, are kind of running into trouble or maybe now they have to go out and get a second person or a third person, something like that. I'd say those are probably the two biggest categories I see in terms of mistakes. And that's where I would say you should kind of spend your time is one, sit down, decide at what point, maybe what's the criteria for you to go out and get someone. And then number two is deciding what you actually need. What does your business need? Whether that's a part-time person, whether that's maybe a full-time person in-house, whether that's an agency or some kind of other organization that's on the outside to help you. But I think that's where you would go back and make that list of tasks that you built as a, a really good framework for yourself. These are the things that maybe are the low-level stuff I don't want to do, or maybe these are the things that maybe aren't low-level, but I just am not interested in learning or doing or not worth my time. Um, That's really where you can start to kind of strategize in terms of what you need and go out and start looking for someone to fill that spot.
0: Very good. Now, last thing, let's talk a little bit about Seller Candy. It's a very unique platform. Uh, If any of the listeners have not heard of you, uh i i started i like i talked to john last year about your company and this year if it wasn't for australia i would have thought that you were strictly customer service which i thought was great by the way i thought oh wow somebody that could take that pain aggravation off of our team that was awesome but why don't you talk a little bit about
2: it yeah so i mean kind of the the little phrase that I use to tell people is um, we kind of sit at the intersection between experts and assistants. So we have a team now with Seller Candy of about 70 ish agents. Um, A lot of them used to work previously as seller support reps. A lot of them come from agency backgrounds. But what Seller Candy does is we essentially kind of eliminate this need to go out and hire, train and manage a, let's say an individual contractor or virtual assistant. But our agents will sit with you and essentially act as an extension of your guys team. To handle all of the stuff that we've kind of gone over in this uh in this podcast or this call today all the minutiae the issues dealing with seller support so yes we do have that that customer service element where we'll get on the phone and be the ones to actually deal with talking to seller support calling them back fixing those dropped call issues that they you know where they accidentally hang up on you um, but we will also help with all the other nitty-gritty that comes up within a seller central account and that includes you know going through as we kind of mentioned with the giveaway but doing uh, revenue recovery audits to look for any of those opportunities where maybe Amazon has lost some of your inventory and you should be eligible for some sort of reimbursement all the way down to dealing with flat files, dealing with building reports around inventory and restock recommendations. So we've definitely grown from maybe the earlier days when I think, you know, Candy. we're still a fairly young company, but we've grown incredibly fast in the last two, uh, two years. And I think that is, you know, we started maybe more doing kind of just the customer service element, but we have grown into some of those other verticals now, which is really cool. Um, so in a nutshell, we support sellers with all that nitty gritty, help them offload that and essentially use our team as an extension of theirs.
0: Okay, very good. All right. And Marsha, I see something there. Talk you to, about to read you? it out? Yeah,
1: yeah, please. All right. So Marsha says, Norm, you were being talked about on my first Zoom call this morning. I was on with Tracy and Dylan. Guess who it was? I am stumped. Who was it? So let us know, Marsha. Yeah. We're, we're dying to know.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, hashtag, will, uh, hashtag Willa Kelsey, hashtag TimeSuck will get you in today for the uh, the giveaway. Now, this giveaway, it's from Seller Candy. It's $500 worth of basically the fees. You get a reimbursement fees, $500 that you don't pay, all you're doing. And you're getting your refund and you're not paying any fees as well, right? hundred percent. So you're getting found money and you're not paying those reimbursement fees which you would normally pay. Um, So just to let you know, if you've gone on and you've worked with somebody on Fiverr on this and you've got your account suspended or suppressed, uh, there's reasons for it. these guys, and there's other guys out there. Um, you know, they've got a reputable, they are, have reputable, they have a good reputation. That's what I'm trying to say, and they know how to do it right. So, I would definitely um, check this out because you will get your refund. Maybe there's returns that you're missing out on, plus you're not paying for it. So, anyways, hashtag wheel of Kelsey, say hashtag time suck, you'll get entered there. And we'll do that in a second. Also, we've got our giveaway coming up for the uh, $6,500 BDSS. And then what did, uh, okay. What did Marsha have to say here? I just see, I see, I can't see this screen.
1: It's too small. It's it's great the host can't see the screen. (laughs) From (laughs) Marsha, they were raving about you. I told them I was already crazy about Lunch With Norm. They are with drum roll, please. Oh, she's keeping us in suspense.
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
1: We'll come back after the uh, the.
0: Okay, we'll keep the drum roll going. All right. So, Kels, let's just go over to uh, sponsorship. Post-purchase pro. All right. (laughs) There we go. A big thank you to our sponsor, Startup Club, the largest club on Clubhouse with over 790,000 members and growing. They're one of the world's largest communities supporting the startup ecosystem from founders to those wishing to work for a startup and everything in between. You can find them at www.startup.club for blogs, recordings, and a calendar of upcoming shows, and on the Clubhouse app. Just search Startup Club for daily shows 24 7. You can also now listen to their show, the Serial Entrepreneur Club podcast on Apple and Spotify too. Stop by to connect, learn and grow together. Okay, so,
1: Mr. Farrar. All right. It's that time. Time for the Wheel of Kelsey. Uh, Here we go. Ben, have you seen the Wheel of Kelsey before?
2: You know, I've listened to your guys' podcast a number of times. I've never actually watched the live recording. So I already have been feeling like I'm on a game show this entire time. But no, this will be my first experience seeing it. All
1: right. All right. Well, Door number enjoy. one.
2: It's time for the Wheel of Health. That
1: was epic. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. So thank you everyone who entered for today's uh giveaway. I'm gonna shuffle these up. We have two Wheel of Kelsies today. Um, so we'll do the first one. This is for the five hundred dollars in free reimbursements. We'll give this a shuffle spin. If you are the winner, please email me k at lunchwithnorm.com and it looks like it's Yanni.
0: All right.
1: Yanni, congratulations. Again, email me k at lunch And uh, we've got a second wheel too. we won't do the the song again, though. Um, <laughs> I think there's just, you just need that once a day. Um, OK, so here we go. This is for the BDSS $6500 tickets. Um, all you have to do is pay for the airfare and uh, here we go. Let's give this a spin and hotel room. Looks like Jason.
0: All right.
1: Congratulations. We'll reach out to you. Congratulations on the ticket. That's six thousand five hundred dollar ticket you just won. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, no you'll way. be seeing Norm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and fantastic. just confirm. So just,
0: when Kelsey, when you touch base with Jason, just make sure that uh, he can make it. And if not, uh, we'll just run that that wheel again. But uh, anyways, Jason, I hope we see you down there. It's a great opportunity to to grow and grow your your business and network. All right. I think that's probably it for now, Ben.
2: Yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me. Anyone who's listening who wants to maybe get in touch, come to SellerCandy.com, book a call. It'll most likely be with me. We can chat more about your Amazon business and what headaches you're facing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm telling you, check out, uh, seller candy because, uh, it is, uh, it's a service that I have not used the
2: service. Yeah. Norm, I've, when are we going to get you to sign up? You, you are like, okay,
0: I, deal. I, I was, <laughs> when I was talking to John, it was, you know, okay, that's fine. I'm going to get involved and, and get going with this and give it a shot. And it's just, you know, life happens, but yeah. it's always been in the back of my mind. And after Australia, I am definitely going to give you guys a call and get signed up. But, um, anyways. um check it out. It, it can solve your time suck. Okay. It, even if it's just customer service, but there's so many more elements to what they do. I think that's it. Ben, thank you for coming on. You guys are going to have to come on and we'll talk about something else the next time.
2: Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate it.
0: All right. We'll see you later. Okay. So Monday we have got an awesome, another really awesome podcast. And this is from the person that's the head of many head of digital marketing over at ManyChat, and it's Anna. What is Anna's last name? Takchia, I think. Yeah, that's how you say it, Anna Takchia. Yeah, and we'll make sure. So, Anna, if you're listening, uh, it's Kelsey that screwed up your last name. Anyways, I cannot wait for her to come on this is right from many chat and we're going to be discussing chat bot, chatbot marketing strategies in 2022 so you know how to get the biggest bang for your buck this year and uh let me see we've been trying forever to get many chat on and we finally got them on so that i can't wait for that anything else to add kels
1: no i don't think so the only thing uh, i guess uh, we didn't talk about it at all but ben uh, also does have a great youtube channel uh, so oh, yeah, check it out It's uh, Ben Smith Side Hustles. Um, I put the link down here. So giving you a little extra promo, Ben, uh, because I did enjoy your videos so much. And uh, check it out. It's a great uh, channel. Also, don't forget, we've got a webinar. So we did one with Uh, carbon six the last month and we had a great turnout. So we're gonna do another one um, and we're gonna hit it hard. So this is about how to sell 50 to $200,000 of pre-orders before spending $1 on inventory. And this is using crowdfunding techniques. So we're gonna run you through um, how to exactly do that and uh, what you can expect. Um, This is with Vance Lee from Playground Theory. So he was a guest on before Uh, we've been working together guess for the last two or three weeks trying to put together this webinar. So, um, we're really happy with the way it's turning out. And, uh, if you want to sign up for that, you can go to our, uh, Facebook group. Um, we've got information there, uh, with links, or you can sign up uh, with this link here. It's a bitly link LWN launch like a pro. So sign up there. We have a couple questions that you need to answer and, uh, yeah. Hope to see you there. Uh, It's going to be great. We're hoping to do this more and more in the Facebook group and just give you guys as much content and value as possible. And uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Other than that, uh, other than smashing those like buttons, giving us a thumbs up uh, wherever you're watching from and uh, making sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel down below if you're watching from YouTube. I think that's it. Um, Very good. Yeah, we're good to go.
0: So we're back live for three weeks. There we go. Actually, right through BDSS, right on through. All right, everybody. So thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we're live, live pre records sometimes, but we're live every Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, we've got such a great community. I just like, even when I was away, I was trying to stay in touch with everybody in the group, but. It's just awesome. It's awesome being, uh, seeing everybody there. And we really, we could not do this without you. So anyways, two thumbs up to our community. And we're going to see you hopefully on Monday. Lunch with lunch with